BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to the Toast. Happy Wednesday. It is hump day. Don't forget to hump someone you love, and I'm sitting next to someone I love, so she better watch her fucking back. Damn. Hey. Well, we're twins today, so it oh. would be like you humping thyself. Which is something I've definitely always wanted to explore. Today could be the day. I didn't realize we were both matching. It's giving Carl. We are inspired. It's giving. No, like we talk mad crap about the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we're just like both sitting here in outfits that were selected for selected for you by the people people in this room room. from a pile of stuff. Literally, we are literally Annie. I just don't feel like I don't feel like that's why I'm wearing this today. But the facts speak for themselves. The subconsciousness is real, Jax. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have Dear Toasters today, and I'm so excited. I feel like I haven't done Dear Toasters in forever. Yeah, no, it's been a minute. Yeah, and I think people need my advice. People are really struggling without... A hundred percent. Without my two cents. We had Sophia last week, and then I think the week before that we had Snitch. But I was here on a Wednesday. I think it was me. I think I did Dear did do it two weeks ago. Well, you know what? I need to write into Dear, Dear Toasters because I, I have like, actually need to write into Unburden Yourselves because quite possibly the most embarrassing thing happened to me at Stagecoach that I forgot to tell everyone yesterday and like I just need someone to make me feel better about it. Well, you're talking to the wrong girl, but I know, I know. Go you're, off. You're going to be embarrassed of me. <laughs> okay. I, I'll, I'll keep an open mind. Let me tell you how like everyone at Stagecoach, Stagecoach looked like Taylor Sheridan, the creator of um, okay. Yellowstone, who also plays Travis, right? The horse rancher. Yeah. And... I thought I saw him like a few times and then I actually did see him and I knew he was going to be there like Yellowstone had like a big tent at Stagecoach Luke um, Grimes who plays Casey performed he's a singer so I just had a feeling I was going to get to meet Taylor Sheridan like I was just excited and then I actually did see him like backstage in like the artist compound it wasn't like it was very like low key you know and I was like oh my god Taylor Sheridan I was like so excited I like walked up to him he had like a big group of people with him when I tell you I got fucking body checked by this bodyguard he was like ma'am no and I was like I was like, oh, I was, I was like, oh, okay. And I was so embarrassed. He like literally shoved me. And to make matters worse, one of the girls with him, who I think worked for Paramount Plus, like was a toaster. So she was like, turn it loo. And I was like, hey, like, can you tell them I'm like not a freak trying to storm the Bastille? Like, can I just get like a pick with Taylor? And she was like, yeah, no, I'll work on it. And then I never saw her again. And Taylor walked away. And he didn't even look me in the eyes when he like literally fully ignored me. And I was like, Taylor Sheridan. And the bodyguard like literally... <clears throat> Like, like fully chest bumped me and I just like stood there like a fucking loser being like oh okay bye that's not that bad that's really not that bad no no like to happens have, every day to people to have been there like it was humiliating I'm sure like you felt humiliated because like you're kind of a big star no I just wanted to meet Taylor Sheridan 
Like it wasn't even. I think it, it hurt your ego. It wasn't a star to star thing. I think it was an ego thing. It wasn't a star. It wasn't an S to S. You know. Yeah. It was just like chill. Like come on, you don't like that. There are more famous people here. Yeah, maybe not. Since that was the only one that you you that, couldn't have been the only person feeling that way. You know who else I saw? And this means nothing to you, but it'll mean something to the toasters. Carrie Dubeck. I don't know what his real name is, but remember I was telling you about that HBO show that I think you would like, the other two with the two kids? He plays like the older gay son who like can't get arrested in Hollywood. He just like wants to be a star. And he was there. He was actually there with Lucy Hale the whole time. I saw him. I actually saw him two separate days. Did you say hi? No. You just admire from afar? I admired from afar. I like did want to say hi to Lucy Hale because like her and I actually follow each other on Instagram. But I was like really drunk and she had just like spoken about being sober and I didn't want to be like sloppy McGee on her. Great call. Yeah, it was actually an acutely self-aware moment for me. And you're nothing if not self-aware. Nothing if not. So I did like have regrets that like I didn't get to see Lucy Hale but I thought it would be best for like both of our mental healths if I just stayed away. Yeah, for the relationship. Yeah. You could stay intact. Yeah, yeah. So there's always next year. follow. Right, right, right. But she, fun fact was with Carrie Dubeck. I wonder how they know each other. Industry, you know, you In- know how it is. Industry is going to industrize. Yeah. All right, so it's not that bad? No, not at all. You I had to pick the whole day. Like, why? Just like the way this bodyguard, like, <laughs> like I was a fugitive. Like, no, but that's like the part of the experience of being a fan. Like, sometimes it exceeds your expectations and like you get a picture and the person's so nice. And other times, like, you get blocked out by a bodyguard. It was, it was just hurtful, like, honestly. I, feel I like, just feel like that really has never happened to you. And if not... Yeah, it has. If it has, it's been a really long time. And, like, you're backstage in the artist section and you didn't think it was going to happen, like, there like that. It actually happened um, at the SNL after party that me and Margo went to for Luke Holmes. Like, the bodyguard was like, no. And then Luke was like, let him in. You know, Luke really came to our um, our rescue. is really kind of sweet and, <laughs> and chivalrous. Um, and it was, like, had potential to be embarrassing. And I was like, excuse me, like, we're friends of Luke. Yeah, and I know that guy was just doing his job, so no hard feelings, sir. But you say, ever heard of Yosemite? Yeah, it's like ever heard of the toast? Yeah, skedaddle, sir. <laughs> but Taylor Sheridan's um, bodyguard could not be swayed by the power of the toast. I believe that, and you know what? We have our limitations. Yeah. I think that's always good to propel us yeah. and to inspire us and encourage us to work harder. We actually have a lot of Yellowstone news today. I know. I was just going to ask so you if we do. Maybe this will be the episode that somehow gets on his radar. I don't know. It just, it was, it was hurtful. You didn't want to like make a TikTok being like, I met an A-list cr- producer, producer creator, creator of a show about a so ranch. rude and his bodyguard. Assaulted me. <laughs> you didn't want to do that no, and but go like, viral? Maybe, maybe now I do. <laughs> no, it's too late. No, I know. Because I already named you. I already said who it was. No, and you told the whole story. Yeah. <clears throat> next time so that's something that happened to me so that's just been kind of like weighing heavy on my heart let it go like okay. you didn't do anything wrong no you I was shot, being sweet you shot your shot yeah and you missed and that happens yeah no I wouldn't say I missed I would say it was honestly Taylor Sheridan's loss like I'm a delight to talk to yeah but sometimes you go up to a celebrity and like they're just not in the mood or you can't access them like it, it is what it is has it happened to you I don't like going up to people. I know. Even if I saw literally Kelly Clarkson, I, I had no desire to go up to her. Yes, you would. No, you would make me. Yeah, of course. But like, if I was just me, I would not. Like by yourself. Yeah, no, it was kind of like a crazy rogue. I guess maybe I did look like a little bit of a threat. <laughs> like I was like kind of drunk and I was like running around. Yeah. And I failed him. It's all about perspective. If I was a bodyguard, I think I would have checked me too. Yeah. Okay. That was very self-aware of me. Very good. Thank you. Um, so we've got a great show. We've got Dear Toasters. We've got, like you said, some Yellowstone news, some good stories. But before we dive in, Jax, what's new with you? Not too much. 
Not too much. We're recording the Redheads today, which I'm really excited about. We read the Magnolia Palace. Mm -hmm. It's about a girl named Lanolia. And (laughs) she um, lives in New York City with her mother, Margot. Oh, I was like, what? No, I'm kidding. It's actually not about a girl named Magnolia. It's about the Frick family and the Frick collection. Cool. Frick. I think Magnolia. I don't give a frick. I don't think actually, I was talking to Snitch last night. I actually don't think Magnolia Palace was like the right title. They were kind of like shoehorning the Magnolia thing in. Yeah. It should have been called, oh, frick. Love (laughs) that. Or freaking awesome. Yeah. I don't know the context of like what the book is about, but like. It's historical fiction. It was really good. I'm really excited to record with the girlies. Freaking history. Next month is my choice. I was literally researching books last night until like my eyes hurted it's so so much pressure actually in my real life book club um mike turn is coming up diminishing no no yours is is digital digital. i don't know it just felt shady really at least you make money from your book club like i don't (laughs) it's true you're how about okay mine uh, okay yours is a revenue producing book club pro bono book club literally well Um, redheads has been pro bono for many a year right you had to build you know the audience and the community before you could really start to monetize yeah Mm -hmm. well my turn is coming up in like a month or two and when i tell you the pressure is real because when you choose a book for a book club you're not choosing like whatever your next read would be yeah it's like there's so many different facets it's like how is this book going to make me look to other people what are people going to think of me with this book what does our book club need where are the gaps in what we've been reading so true so true so i feel like i found a book that will be really fun to read it's the reviews are saying it's giving Evelyn Hugo. Oh. And I feel good about it because I like it. And that's all you needed to say. Yeah. What are you going to choose? Where are you <clears throat> headed? So I've been pretty much set on doing The Soulmate by Sally Hepworth. But I know you're about to read it. So it would be helpful if you could like vet it for me. When do you need to know by? I think there's someone else next and then me. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I'm reading next. But... I wasn't going to choose that for the redheads because I feel like we've been reading a lot of thrillers recently. We haven't. And actually, like, we can't get arrested in our book club. Like, every book is worse than the next. Everyone, I think, is, like, trying too hard, you know? Yeah. Um, The last book was just... But it was such a fun book club because we were just, like, roasting this book. Um, It was so bad that it actually made, like, some other books look good, you know? That can happen. So we're in a rut. And I do believe the book that we chose this month that Margot Ostrey has been raving about... Um, the things we left unfinished or something. The things in left that were left behind. Yeah, right. They were unfinished when we In started which we left them. them. <laughs> uh, my friend Margot Fish chose it because Margot Oshry raved so hard about she it. She raved so hard about it. So, I mean, if Margot Oshry lets Margot Fish now, Margot Fish will never forget it. So hopefully that'll be good and bring us out of our rut. Right, but I, I do understand how when it's your turn next, you do need to do something new. Like, definitely not historical fiction. Thriller is always Good. good. And that's Sally Hepworth, and she always writes a good thriller. And I would love to introduce my girl Sally to my book club. Yeah, because then they can do Younger Wife, Mother-in-Law, Mother-in-law. Good Sister. Exactly. Like, she has so many good books. And then her, you know what? Never mind. I'm not going to finish that sentence. I'll let everyone. Secret yeah, Project. Yeah, it's kind of like a Like a, like a secret project, yeah. <laughs> um, and then speaking of books, I'm sure this isn't a story, but I only saw this last night. There was some more casting news in, in the end, it, in, it Ends With Us yes. movie casting. And I don't know why it didn't get as much hype. And you and I didn't even get to talk about. There were two bits of casting news. We reported it when Margot was on the toast and I was so excited that guy from 1923. Yes. Did you watch 1923? No. Okay. Well, all you need to know is like he's the hottest man alive. Yeah. And he's playing. Atlas. Atlas. Who's the. Pijam. Boy back home. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I thought that was a great casting. And then they just announced that Jenny Slate is playing Alyssa, who is Ryle's sister. Okay. She gives like 
you know, that quirky friend energy. Yeah, but that's not like really what Alyssa's like this really maternal, like rational, level-headed sis who knows her brother's like the worst. Yeah, but in Hollywood, they just turn it into like a quirky friend. Yeah, that's true. I think, I mean, the comments were fucking brutal and I don't know if they're really... You can't win when you're casting like a movie for a book that people love. Like they just feel like nothing's going to be right. So I don't know if the comments mean anything. I just think everyone is really shocked at how across the board they're casting much older. And the whole casting to me is kind of a flop. Yeah. Um. So I actually think compared to some of the other choices, like Jenny Slate is a very good choice. Yeah. And I'm kind of like writing off. The movie. the movie. Like, I'm going to watch it when it comes out because it's going to be really exciting. I'm excited for Coho and, and for the readers. And mm-hmm. this is a big moment for all of us. Yeah. But I'm no longer, like, as excited as I once was because it just doesn't feel... It's not the way I saw it. No, same. It's not how Sue sees it. And maybe, like, the lesson here is just leave the books to Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Except Daisy Jones. But Daisy Jones was good. It was good. But there were, some, there were a few casting mistakes. Just one, actually, but... It wasn't even that. There was something about it that was like, I don't know, just kind of corny, like not authentic to the time. Hmm. Hot take. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was very like Free People 70s collection. Like not really like. So Free People. The costumes were not giving. Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of, one person we forgot to recap at the Met Gala in terms of her look was Cami Marone. Yes. And I absolutely loved what she wore. Like, it was, she's so everything. She's so everything. She, I think I would have liked anything she wore because I was just, like, happy that she was there and she's beautiful and can wear anything. And I thought she looked really beautiful. She's an it girl of the moment right now. Yeah. She was so good in Daisy Jones. I wonder why Riley Keough wasn't at the Met Gala. It's, like, a year for her. Yeah. She's Elvis's, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe she is busy. Or maybe she just didn't want to go. Respect. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to share. Tyler Sheridan and... It ends with, it ends with us. us. Oh, and when I was like stalking the It Ends With Us casting, I found that Colleen Hoover followed me on Instagram. I don't know when. Wow, so now you have to watch what you say. I know. Ugh, I got so much pressure. Except they say mostly flattering things. I've read every single one of her books. Like, and... While this movie, like, is about her book, it's like, I'm not insulting her. No, no. And I feel like writers, I feel like it must be really hard, you know, aside from all the money and the celebrity and everything. accolades. As an artist, it's probably really hard to have your book turned into a movie and, like, all the changes that they make and you're just, like, it's, like, they're just your baby. And a lot of times, like, they don't want the author a part of the project because the author's so connected to it. And while that sucks, I feel like it's almost better. Like, just, you know what? You made your money. Take the money and run. Yeah. It's like the last season of Dynasty, Liam's book is being turned into a movie. Of course it is. And they keep pushing him out. And he's really struggling with that. So now I feel like I can relate to that experience. Yeah, Having watched Dynasty. You know, and I'm sure it was, like, hyper-realistic. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely a push and pull. What can I say? Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll write a book one day that they turn into a movie. But that's why I think Reese is so good at what she does because, like, she expects the integrity of books and movies. And I think she knows really well, like, what scenes have to be in here, like, what's going to translate mm-hmm. and what's, like, that's kind of book things, like, shut up with that. Yeah. She's, like, so, like, the book girl mm-hmm. that everyone else should, like, stop trying. No, I think people should keep trying. That way we get more books turned into movies. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They just should get better. Right. They should try harder. They should do better. Hashtag do better. Per usual. So we've got a great show. I feel like we could dive in. What do you think? I feel as though we could yeah. dive right into the Fast Five stories that you need to know. 
And the fast five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Noom. Trends and fads come and go, especially when it comes to health and wellness. But Noom is not a fad. They use psychology, not trends, to help you make intentional and sustainable choices that are aligned with your values and your weight loss goals. Whatever those goals are, whether you want to fit into clothes better. For me, it was like I just wanted to feel better, like less fatigue, less exhaustion. But whatever your reason is, Noom is here for you. With their psychology-based approach, Noom empowers you to build more sustainable habits and behaviors. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Everyone's journey is different, so your daily lessons are personalized to you and your goals. Scientific principles like cognitive behavioral therapy will help you understand your relationship with food. So whatever your health goals are, the flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. So what I really like about Noom is like, if you have an off day, it's not the end of the world. They can account for that. It is okay. You'll just get back on track the next day. It's not like you have to derail all of your progress and just start over. They're very understanding. You can choose your level of support from Noom. So you can get five-minute daily check-ins, but you can also get personal coaching. Progress is not a straight line. Off days are totally okay. They'll just help you get back on track. First-time Noomers lose an average of 15 pounds after being active in the program for 16 weeks, and 95% of customers say Noom is a good long-term solution. Stop chasing health trends and build sustainable, healthy habits with Noom's psychology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash toast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash toast to sign up for your trial today. And you can check out their first ever book, The Noom Mindset, which is a deep dive into the psychology of behavioral change available to buy now wherever books are sold. Today's episode is also brought to you by Droplet. If you've been listening to The Toast over the past few weeks, then you've heard us talk about our new skincare device that we've been loving, The Droplet. The Droplet takes powerful skincare ingredients and turns them into fast-moving micro-mist, and it painlessly delivers them into your skin. Why is this important? Because your skin works as a barrier, making it incredibly difficult for the ingredients from your skincare to like actually penetrate in. And I'm sure a lot of you have done your skincare before and then like laid in bed and felt like it's just sitting on your skin and then it like wipes off on your pillow. The Droplet device is groundbreaking technology. It is going to get all those gorgeous, important skincare ingredients into your skin, not onto your skin. So something like collagen, which is notoriously too large for absorption, but is critical for maintaining firm, hydrated skin, it can now actually penetrate your skin and keep it healthy with the droplet. The droplet collagen formula includes other powerful powerhouse ingredients, such as peptides, Ergelin, which offer the lifting effect of injectables without the needles, pain, or downtime. So it's really fun device, it'll really make a difference in how your skincare penetrates in your skin and you will start to see results within, I I would say the first week or two, I was like, damn, like my skin actually does feel like it's glowing from within, not just this like layer of sheen on top. So for a limited time, listeners can get 20% off the droplet device at droplet.io and use code toast. That's D-R-O-P-L-E-T-T-E dot I-O. The code is toast for 20% off. Um, and just make sure your skincare is like really penetrating. It's not just sitting on the the surface of your skin. That's droplet.io code toast. It's so important that it penetrates. I'm you say. a big fan of penetration. Yeah. Especially. I mean, I, I guess you are too, baby number two. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready for our first story? Mm-hmm. For one and two kind of go hand in hand because it's a lot Yellowstone. of Yellowstone. First, Kevin Costner's wife, Christine, has filed for divorce after 18 years of marriage, according to TMZ. She filed to end their marriage on Monday, citing irreconcilable differences. In her filing, she asked for joint custody of their three kids. However, she did not ask for spousal support, as TMZ reports that there is a prenup in place. Oh, damn. So, 
Splitsville for Kevin Costner. Yeah, which of course, you know, Hollywood, Hollywood, like it's not a big deal for people to get divorced. But this is just coming off the heels of like a lot of rumors about Kevin Costner. Maybe he's like kind of a difficult person and now this and he won't film Yellowstone. So maybe he's been dealing with some personal issues, which is why we literally are never getting the second half of season five. Mm -hmm. The timing is, is sus. It is sus. Or she's like, you won't go back to Yellowstone. I'm leaving you like you ruined my favorite show. Honestly, relatable yeah and she's like oh you want to go back to Yellowstone I don't even want Yellowstone your- I love it you're not going back to Yellowstone I don't even want your spousal support that's how disgusting I think you are for ruining my favorite show right or their spousal support is built into their prenup and there's nothing to ask for because it's already been settled yeah I mean while Hollywood marriages are fickle and you know fleeting and 18- Kevin Costner is like no this is like a real marriage yes. they have kids 18 years like this is like someone's parents getting divorced so it's not like oh whatever you know it's sad, um, but maybe Kevin's going through something. Yeah. I don't know if this pushes him closer to Yellowstone or further away. I'm going to venture and say further away, because also it was like she was the one who filed. Yeah. But maybe he needs his crew now more than ever. Yeah. He needs to get back on the ranch. Or maybe like being on a show that's so wholesome and family oriented is like actually triggering for him. Maybe. Or maybe he's like, I'm going to win you back and I'm going to give you the best second half of season five you've ever seen. Mm, that's a very interesting tactic. Yeah. I think that could work. This is, yeah, this is sad. I hope they get back together. It's sad. It also just seems like nobody wants to work these days. Like, get your fucking ass up and go film Yellowstone season two, uh, season five, part two. Yeah. It's kind of, that's what Kim was talking about. She was just like a little ahead of her time. She had secret insider information about Yellowstone. I just watched the episode of Kardashian season two where she's getting backlash where for that. She's getting backlash. And it's so crazy because at the time it was like so big and so loud and like people were taking, you know, she said like, Advice for women in business, like, get your fucking ass up and work. Like, her advice was work hard. Yeah. You know, she said it in, like, a stricter tone. But Mm -hmm. she said, if you want to be successful, work hard. Right, that was the message. And that that was so controversial. And, like, the way that people, like, took it and they were like, well, you know, how could you say that after a year where women are this and that? It's like, she just said work hard. Right. And that was, like, a time where in in, um, the culture – you could not talk about work. Like if you were talking about like working from home versus um, back to office. Don't if we you know were, it. If you were talking about working hard. There was like a, uh, like I want to say a year where like a hot button issue was the topic of working hard versus like working not hard and remote versus office. Like remember when Jackie literally like people were like, Jackie, you're so-. That was like a weird time. And I, so but what she thing, said wasn't crazy. I don't know if we're out of that time. We just like haven't had a conversation about like work mm. or I don't want to scare anyone. Like trigger warning back to office. Right. We haven't spoken about those things in a while. So I don't think that the tone really has changed. I just think we haven't. Mm. It hasn't come up for that us. Was, that is and was if we're in it like such a weird thing. Like people were so triggered by those conversations to the point where they were like canceling people like him. For, so what she said like wasn't bad at all, but it was in the context of what we now know as like the what just a weird time for conversations about work. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, but like it was weird to watch it back with just perspective because mm-hmm. when we say this all the time, like I'll think about someone's like cancellation, cancellation. or someone got backlash or something, and, and when we're in it, even as us like as spectators, it feels like the biggest deal in the world. And oh my god, I can't believe they did that. And then like you think about it a year or two later, and it's like. It's it's okay. Like, it's it's fine. Like, if someone made a mistake, but, like, it's okay. Yeah, no, I think about that a lot um, with Hannah Brown from The Bachelor. Like, because she was on Instagram Live and she was singing a song from TikTok that had the N-word in it. And she, like, mouthed it slash said it. And 
she like took a hiatus and and she shouldn't have mouthed it. We all know like that's not our word, but it was like an accident. She didn't use it as a slur being right. like, hey, you know, right. she wasn't used in any sort of derogatory way. She was just singing a song that she like got, had heard so many times on TikTok. It's honestly like a, a mistake that anybody could have made when you listen to a song so much. And it was so crazy, but it was also COVID, right? Yeah. So it was like things were heightened. But when you look back on it now, it's like, well, she's not a bad person. She just like accidentally said something she shouldn't she's have said. She's accidentally saying something. Right. She didn't even say something. Say. Saying. Right. Saying. Why are you saying, saying it like that? Saying. just like emphasizing that say she the was G. singing. Sang. Sang. You, people, like, you know people have issues with the way I Yeah, because I you're speak. trying to emphasize sang and you're still saying sane. But that's not their issue with me. Their issue with me is when I say anything that ends in I-N-G, it sounds like the I add a K at the end. Okay, so say something. I'm going to the store. So it's like going. Yeah, actually I did kind of hear it. I'm I'm now under. I used to not be able to understand like what the they criticism. were pointing out. Now I understand it. I don't hear it the way that other people do, but I can acknowledge that it's real. Well, that's something I dealt with this weekend. Everyone was like, "Claudia and Margot say Shannon so weird." Okay. I'm like Shannon. Shannon. What? Yeah, no, I don't know. People were like, "Not the that's Northerners." Like Rosemary Shanahan. Yep. Literally. <laughs> People are like the Northern, like Shannon. What else? How does Shannon say it? I don't know. Shannon? Shannon. Rosemary I, Shanahan. It's Rosemary Shanahan. It's giving Rosemary Shanahan who she's getting into his clown's casino. Make it stop. I don't know if there will ever be a day where I'll go to a restaurant and see that they have clam's casino and not slam my hands on the table and say, hey, now she's getting into my clam's casino. I think that you need to try clam's casino once. I um, know it's not kosher, it's not kosher so we can't. And it looks fucking disgusting. But... If you're ever like having a, a cheat day. Fine, fine. Like just, I might just order it so I can like recreate. So you can know what it feels like. And then I'll, Ben will get into yours. And so you'll know what it feels like to have someone getting into your clams casino. Because I imagine it's quite devastating. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it's traitorous. Yeah. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> How did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get out? Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. More Yellowstone news because when one ship sinks, another one sets sail. Yellowstone fans are reeling after two of the stars are confirming their real life romance. I saw this, but they were like two irrelevance. So like, who cares? They're not. They are. But the fact that they are dating because they date on the show, it's all cute. So it's Ryan Bingham and Hassie Harrison. You probably don't know them by their real names, but it's the guy with the guitar who was almost... um, Killed. Who was almost killed. Like they got him from prison. What's his name? Um, I don't know. And the girl who used to sleep with Lloyd, who then went over to Brandy or something. She's like a harlot. Like she was friends with that brunette girl who was the fucking worst. Yeah, for Jimmy. Who dated Jimmy. Yeah, they were like these two. What do they call them? Like a bunny. Okay, their names are Laramie and Walker. Laramie and Walker. Yeah, Um, cute. A bunny. Yeah, Uh, they they call them like uh, rodeo bunnies or you know, bunny bunnies. Something. Whatever. Cute. Like, we don't get enough Yellowstone romance, like, on set. Also, did you see... I can't remember anyone's name from Yellowstone. I don't know why it's killing me. Um, Casey's wife. What's her name? Monica? Is it Monica? Tate's mom. Yeah, I think it's Monica. Okay. It just feels like that's Let's just say, for argument's sake, her name is Monica. Okay. She was at the Met Gala. Did you see her? No. She looked snatched. Like, so gorgeous. Yes, her name is Monica, and now let's see her. She wore this at like red Gala. dress, and she has a new short haircut. Like it was really, it was working. It was giving high fashion. It was giving elegance. Oh wow! Yeah. Doesn't she look great? 
Oh yeah. Oh my God. She looks awesome. Yeah. She. I didn't see like an, any fanfare for her. No. She wasn't in the Vogue article. That's so cool. Yeah. Happy for her. Very but like, happy where's Rip? Rip should be at the Beth. Where's Bella. Beth? Where's Beth? Where's Beth and Rip? They should be there. And that's a miss. I know. And like Cole Hauser is married to like a lovely woman. And I have nothing against her. But they're not right for each other because she's not Beth. Yeah. But I just feel like in real life, like Cole isn't Rip and Beth isn't Beth. Oh, I actually, I don't think Beth is Beth. Yeah, Beth she, is Australian. British. Yeah, something like that. Um, I think Cole Hauser, like, you see his Instagram, like, it's all about, like, the troops and whiskey. Like, he's so um, Rip. But I also feel like maybe at the beginning when he was cast, like, he wasn't Rip. But then, like, you're playing this guy and you're, like, inspired by him. And how do you not fall in love with him? And how do you not want to just become him? It's like, well, I, I, could, I could dress like this. You know, right. I don't have to... Go back to my old hair color. No, I think even if it's not like in a physical sort of aesthetic way that he's leaning into Rip, like wearing the coats and the boots, I think in his heart, he's definitely like turned. You can't play an actor. You, I'm sorry, nobody's that good of an actor. You know, you can't play a character that well without it being part of who you are. Yeah, but I also think like art can imitate life. And, mm -hmm. you could play and influence. Someone, you could play someone so amazing that they have a, a lasting impact on you. Completely agree. I feel like people say that all the time. Usually they're playing like real life characters. Yeah. You know, I think like Jessica Chastain was saying that when she was Tammy. playing Tammy Faye. I mean, that definitely happened to me when I auditioned for that episode of Law and Order. Like I... It made you want to move to Pensacola. It made me want to move to Pensacola. Like that character who was a girl who like facilitated a murder on the internet because she was just like a troll who took it too far. Um, it was inspiring for you. It was inspiring because, you know, she was deeply misunderstood, you know, and I saw that in the character and that's probably why I didn't get the role. Um, and every time that episode airs, like it, it's painful for me, but I'm so endlessly inspired by the character. And I think that made me, it's part of who, she's definitely got a little turdy Lou in her, you know? <laughs> She was Turdy Lou. She was so Turdy Lou. Before yeah. Turdy was born. No, she was like Turdy Lou if Turdy Lou like had taken a, a different life route path. in life. Like, you know, things happen to us and they change who we are and you could either let it take you down a dark path and that's what would have happened. That episode of Law and Order, like that's who I would have become if all the things in my life, all the adversity I faced, let me, you know, I let it take me down. But no. instead I ended up here. Instead you followed the light. Yeah, and I let it change me for the better mm -hmm. and grow from that, so... That's really beautiful. It's kind of like that movie Sliding Doors. Like the girl from Pensacola on that episode of Law and Order is who I would have turned into if I didn't get on the train. But I got on the train and here's who I am now. Turdy Lou. So you're saying. Yeah, right. All roads lead back to Turdy Lou. 100%. So you also see, speaking of Jessica Chastain, that she dyed what? her hair. Yeah. It was like, it was cool. Yeah. I miss, I liked it better red. Well, of course. No, but sometimes like people do something crazy. I'm like, love it. Yeah, no, it was cool for the moment. Like, I don't think she's in a play, so she can't. Do you think it was a wig? No, no, I'm because mm. redheads like can't really dye their hair. You right. can't really get your color back. But it, it did not look like a wig. Unless her red is not. Unless she's not a natural redhead, which we've had this conversation before. Yeah, I believe that she is, but I could also like see us being shocked that she's not. Also, speaking of redheads, this is so random, and I'm sure it wasn't picked as a story. But did you see Sophie Turner's thing on Instagram? Mm-mm. So she posted a statement and she was like, I, you all know, like Joe and I don't post our kids. Like we really respect their privacy. Um, I accidentally posted a video on my stories of, I think our daughter. Um, and I'm asking like you not repost it and publish it on any websites at, or whatever. I'm sure she was like trying to maybe post it on close friends or something. And she had posted it for like a few minutes and it got out there. And I guess like people were sending it around, but you know what? I have to say, I have not seen it anywhere. Not seen it, not heard this story. And it's giving me faith. That's great. Yeah. 
Wow. She must have had such a pit. Yeah. Like accidentally posting on social media something you didn't want to post is literally the biggest anxiety inducing thing. But then having it be your child, level 10. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That people are respecting it. Are respecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, anyways, happy for this couple. I hope that, you know, this means like the set of Yellowstone is. I mean, they're like. Thriving. Yeah. But like they're not even on set. They're right not working. Now. I think that they are. You think they're filming the stuff without Kevin Costner? I think that nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. And I think that a lot of it is rumors and gossip. Maybe that's why Taylor Sheridan's bodyguard body checked me. He didn't want me getting the scoop. Yeah. I think that there's a good chance that like Yellowstone is hunky-dory mm-hmm. and that everyone just wants to take them down. So true. And even if it's not hunky-dory, it's not like this clusterfuck that we're all speculating right. that it is where like no one can work. Yeah. I think it's going to be fine. For sure. But like where there's smoke, there's fire. I don't know. Like it's not like they're filming in LA. Like who's going checking on Montana? What's going on? So maybe we should. Like and it's like the New York Post is the one who like keeps reporting like do you have boots on the ground in Montana? Such a good question. Such and a good question. And I don't want to fucking hear it. Such a good question. So just a little skepticism. She said what she said. Goes a long way. 100%. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Someone who's really just having a renaissance in my eyes Mm. this year is James Corden. I would agree. Because he's explaining why he thinks it's time and why it is time for him to bid goodbye to the Late Late Show. So he did an interview with Howard Howard Stern on SiriusXM. Always a great place to redeem yourself. And it wasn't even about Howard. Howard just asked a question. He was like, I read a rumor that you were offered $50 million to stay in late night. Like confirm or deny. And James did not deny it. And he said, you know, like, the money, it's a lot to walk away from, but that ultimately his decision um, for terminating his tenure as host revolves entirely around his family. He's worried about his parents aging and how little uh-huh. time he has left with them. And so he wants to move back to the UK to be with oh. them so that like when his dad calls him up, like, let's go to lunch, he, he can, can just go. go. So that's really why he's leaving. Oh my God, that's like so, in- that endears me to him greatly. It was like all about his family and his parents and just like making the most of the time that they have left and like no amount of money could give you time back with your parents right like it's priceless oh that's such a relatable thing I feel like that's the hardest part about getting older is like that's what like me and my friends are always talking about it's like just seeing your parents grow older and like knowing like you have the emotional intelligence and maturity to be like you know life is short time is limited it's like it's so sad and that's honestly I can't believe James Corden like still has parents like how fucking old is he (laughs) um so so relatable and it's true like you think, uh, how could anyone walk away from $50 million? For your family, you'd walk away from anything. Like, Yeah. No, and it's like, would you pay, like, you know, I feel like when you ask people, like, who have lost loved ones, it's like, would you pay any amount of money to have even one day to get, like, yeah. like together again? And they would. And, like, nothing would be worth, like, losing that time. But it's not often that someone, like, has that perspective I know. Before in real time. Before it's too late. And someone who's, like, so successful and, like, on this hamster wheel where you could always be like, oh, I'll do that then. I'll buy them a house. It's fine. Yeah. So to walk away from all of that, I think, is really commendable. And I'm sure a part of him, even though this is totally me, is just kind of like, fuck you all. <laughs> like, I think that James Corden is actually a really good person. And I think he had some, you know, the Balthazar and the eggs. Mm-hmm. And I think he was, that's another situation where when it, at the time it was like, he sent back his eggs yeah, yeah, and yeah. was rude to the no, waiter. We, we got so in it, like, we couldn't see out. And now in hindsight... I actually think that like the whole story was kind of um, a lie, n- n- not a lie, but like 
I, I don't trust that Balthazar guy. Also, I like saw a headline. He was talking about uh, the Balthazar guy was talking about Adele's carpool karaoke, saying that she looked like Cruella Deville, <gasps> and that they're both profoundly inauthentic, and called the episode the biggest pile of horseshit he's seen in forty years. Oh, so he's kind of like so a troll. He's kind of like not someone reputable. Where I just want to be like with my pitchforks yeah, behind. Like, yet we all were plant our flag in there. So I feel like between like the petitions to get James Corden off of movies, you know, everybody like ran to like take up their pitchforks against him because he sent his wife's eggs back. Right. Um. He's like, "Fuck you, USA. I'm gonna go be with my parents." You know what? I feel that completely and he got into this it's like the Anne Hathaway circuit like you're just oh my god oh I forgot to tell you this when I was at Stagecoach like on during one of the days where I was just recovering I watched John Mulaney's comedy special okay it's all about his intervention his time at rehab and now like remission or whatever it's called uh Recovery? Recovery, thank you. Um, it was excellent. It was hysterical. It was like very, he was had been like extremely humbled and like was really funny about it. Um, and something he said that really stuck with me, he was like, you know, I relapsed and got divorced and now my reputation is different. And he said, likability is a prison. Because he was like this guy, everybody just loved him. John Laney, John Laney. Like, they really put him on a pedestal. And then he just did, he did one thing. Like, he got divorced. And I don't know what the timeline, everyone was like, oh, but he got divorced. Like, that's a personal choice in his life. He's allowed to get divorced. And now he's the devil. And everyone's like, he's a harlot. Like, and he knows that that's what people say about him. And he was actually really self-aware. And likability is a prison. That's what happened to James Corden. Yeah. That's what happened to Anne Hathaway. Like, likability is a prison. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift people like you and then they have to it's just like human nature they have to dislike you they have to no, destroy but then you then you do something that because you're a person and, mm -hmm. and not every choice that you gonna your make is gonna line up with the like what people want for you yeah but you have to do what's best for you and you upset them and it's just it's so disappointing and for it's them. a snow like it's not like they could you disappoint them and then everyone moves on and back to it's like, well, it was that. And then they disappointed me again. And they just look for things. Likeability is a prison. I thought it was like the most profound thing I'd ever heard. That's why we're free, Claude. Because nobody likes us. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and actually, the special, you should watch it. If, like, I know you have downtime. It was very funny and very good. He doesn't really talk about the divorce as much. He just referenced the fact that he got divorced. He doesn't talk about, like, you know. Olivia Munn. Olivia and Anna Marie. She yeah. conceived. But he talks all about his um, intervention, like, in great detail. And, like, Grave detail about his addiction, like how much, what drugs he was doing, how much he was doing, how much money he was spending, how he was getting. Because the first time he went into recovery, he told his accountant, like, you're not allowed to give me money. Like, if if I ask you for money, my doctor has to be CC'd on the email. Like, his money was, like, locked up. But he realized he had this credit card and he was using Venmo. Like, it was, it was actually just really interesting, like, how he outsmarted himself. It's very good. And it was just, it was also funny. Okay, cool. Yeah, I highly recommend. Have you watched his stuff before? No, okay. I'm not a John Mulaney girl. So I just wonder if it's like funnier than what he was doing before. Same amount of funny or like. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe before I was never really drawn to him because it was like everybody loves John Mulaney. John Mulaney's so great. I'm like, okay, whatever. But now he's been like humbled. He's just like the rest of us. He makes mistakes. He's not perfect. This like everyone loves him. It's much more interesting. It's much more interesting when people are flawed and he was so self-aware. Like it was really good. Yeah. I highly recommend. It's called Baby J. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Oh, and he was talking about how, like, he was so nervous when he got to rehab. Like, everyone was going to know him. Like, oh, my God. It's, like, humiliating. And 
not one person recognized him to the point where he was like angry about it and he would like buy newspapers like with his face in it and like leave it across like the facility. He was there for like three months. He was there for a long time. That's funny. That's like James Marsden in the one episode exactly. of, of the jur- jury. Yeah. Of the rural jury. The rural, that's what it should have been called. Yeah. Because James Marsden is low key in 30 Rock. That's he, who Liz ends up with. It's her boyfriend. Of course. What's his name? Carol? Or is that? <laughs> it is, right? It, no. He has he, a girl's name. No, the other. Matt Damon is Matt Carol? Matt Damon has a girl's name. What's James Marsden's name? Let me Google it. They, they, all of her boyfriends had such fucking weird names. She but Loki had boyfriends. Boyfriend. Jason Sudeikis, James Marsden. John Hamm. John Hamm. That episode was great. James Marsden, 30 Rock. What is his name? His name was Chris Cross. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, what were we talking about? Originally, James Corden. Oh, likability is a prison. Um, so you know what? I agree with you. He's free now. And he's like, fuck you all, bitch. I'm out. And I have mad respect for that. Not like, thank you guys for accepting me back. I'm back. Oh, great. I'll Let me take back. my $50 million. I'll be back on TV every night mm-hmm. trying to make you laugh. No. Likability is a prison. So I, I respect him. Hopefully he'll be at the coronation this weekend. Yes. Oh, there, I also this weekend? apparently say coronation. You do. It's coronation. Coronation. Okay. I it's coronation it, day. I heard it that time. Okay. Coronation is this weekend, May 6th, Snitch's birthday for her birthday. Wow. She is getting a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel. Hopefully, hopefully it'll be a beautiful sunny day in London, a spring day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the fanfare. For the performances. For the performances to see who's there. I'm excited. I'm going to like get swept up. Why not? Why not? What else are you doing? <laughs> you can't come to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Might as well get swept up in a, in a global affair. Right? Even though like, the, the time. All the coming out for a global affair. All right. That's All right. But right. the party don't That's stop. such a good song. Such a good song. I'm really shook because I told you I wrote, I read that short story by Jessica Simpson and like I've been thinking about it a lot and like it's literally about Mark Wahlberg. Like it is. Like the timeline lines up. She talked about Can you give a little backstory for everyone what you're referring to? Jessica Simpson wrote like a 30 page book which you should read because it counts towards your reading goal and it (laughs) takes 30 minutes to read and it's good and she's a great writer and she has cute stories and it's a true story about um, Her dating an actor. Her like just like dalliance with her what what does that mean like a it wasn't dating it was like yeah fling like a a short affair dalliance all right i'm gonna try and add that one to my repertoire is a dalliance with an actor who she like loved when she was a like a small child (laughs) not that small but like she was a fan of his and then she became famous and like he's a-list then a-list now a-list back in the day and how they like got kind of like swept up in each other he invited her he was filming a movie on the east coast he took her with him um and just like wanted her to like wait around the hotel room all day to like fuck or something i don't they never had sex um and then she found out that he was married that he was in a relationship Mm -hmm. the whole time so it was just like that's it right it's about Mark Wahlberg. That's what the internet pretty much decided. Like, but also, based on everything she said, like, it's about Mark Wahlberg. It's crazy that, like, it's figured out. Yeah. And it's just, like, we're all, like, we all know Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. No, like, there were so many crumbs that she left. Like, she was at the VMAs. She, she said he was wearing jeans and a t-shirt that year. He was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Then the movie he was filming on the East Coast, like, he had to get permission from the director to let her come onto uh-huh. the set because, like, this director is known for, like, oh, what was the movie? set. 
I believe it was the departed Martin Scorsese. Mm. Like this director is known and it was on the East Coast, but it wasn't, it was outside New York City. They filmed in Boston. Mm-hmm. Like it was like Jessica Simpson was on the set of she the She wasn't departed. even trying to like not tell us who it was, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Love I just that. like, now that's all I think about when I see Mark Wahlberg. I got to read that book because it counts toward my reading goal. You have and to. And I'm slacking on my reading goal. You ha- Like literally it will take you 30 minutes and it's really cute. Okay, good. Okay. Now are you ready for our next story? No. Because is it the next story that's brought to you by Athena Club? Yes, it is. Athena Club's razor has thousands of five-star reviews. And one of them comes from Yara Girl. Because when I tell you my legs were so stunning at Stagecoach this weekend, I love my Athena Club razor. I especially love the mount it comes with. It suctions to your... um, shower wall and like a lot of companies say they have that and ask me how many times I have found my shower razor on the bottom of the shower like it's it's, so unsafe it's so what if I stepped on that no the Athena Club one is mounted to perfection the razor blade is also stunning it's surrounded by a water activated serum that has shea butter and hyaluronic acid in it and if you know skin you know hyaluronic acid is so good for your skin so you get a really clean shave you get a really gorgeous shave the best part is that the razor kit is only $10 and it comes with two blade heads the magnetic hook for the shower and your choice of handle color of course I got pink because like my bathroom has kind of like a rose gold pink accent to it um, the handle color options are so cute, but they also have black and white razors. If you're a minimalist, you want to get one for your man because Ben uh, keeps using my razor. It's like, get the fuck out of my razor. Um, with Athena Club, you never have to think about blade refills because you choose how often you want the replacement blades shipped to you for free and you'll never be stuck with an overused blade longer than it should be used for. I never like know how long I've had a razor. So then it's just like when the Athena Club replacement shows up, I'm like, oh, cool. It, it is time. time. Show your skin the love it deserves with the Athena Club Razor Kit. Head to athenaclub.com and use code TOAST for 25% off your first order. Again, that's athenaclub.com. Use code TOAST for 25% off. They also launched in Target stores nationwide, so make sure to check out the shaving aisle to buy their products in store in real life. They also have other just great bath time necessities. I love their um, shaving cream. I love their shaving cream. So just head over there, get everything you need. Today's episode is also brought to you by Kendra Scott, a leading lifestyle brand that was founded on three core pillars, family, fashion, and philanthropy. We all know Kendra. She's a mom herself, and she believes motherhood is full of big events and even bigger milestones, but it's the small everyday moments that matter the most. So this Mother's Day, let's celebrate every moment and let women who've made us who we are. As a company who is 96% women, Kendra Scott officially recognizes the uh, Monday after Mother's Day as Mother's Day Monday, and it's an annual company-wide holiday for all employees, which we love. Kendra Scott, I feel like, is a core brand here at The Toast. Every time I've met a toaster, I'm like, oh, I love your necklace. It's Kendra Scott. And now I'm so excited to be partnering with them. We have a code TOAST that will get you 20% off uh, fashion and semi-fine jewelry on their website, but also in store. And with Mother's Day coming up, for the woman in your life, the mother in your life, a friend who's a mom. Yourself. Shower your mother friends in love. There's never a bad time to buy jewelry, but Mother's Day is also just like an especially good time to buy jewelry. Um, so now through Mother's Day, you'll get 20% off fashion and semi-fine jewelry when you use code TOAST at any Kendra Scott store. I think that's so cool. And KendraScott.com. That's 20% off fashion and semi-fine jewelry with code TOAST. I have a ton of like really cool, basic jewelry pieces like that are really good for layering I have a ton of like gold hoops gold chain necklaces that's like my personal style but they have a bunch of different styles whatever your style is but I have like this paper clip necklace I've got these really cute mini gold hoops they're really well made it's you know a brand you can trust kendrascott.com use code toast um, and order by May 7th to receive in time for Mother's Day standard exclusions apply May 7th so the day after Carnation Day it's Carnation Day 
Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Just getting hyped up because Vanderpump Rules is on tonight. And oh, yeah. yesterday they dropped the trailer for the season finale, which like I just need immediately. But it was weird because there was like this turn, like leaked trailer going around and I don't know if it was real or not and then that's what prompted Bravo to be like oh you think you saw it here it actually is oh was it AI I don't know what the fuck it was there's all this AI now I keep falling for AI I saw this video I saw this picture of a pope and you saw the, the picture of the pope in the puffer jacket everyone was like stylish pope I totally thought it was real that's so funny I also fell for a cover song of Kanye West singing this is me trying by Taylor Swift it's, it was so real um, I guess you can like it's AI is turned like it's so not crazy. to get political, but like I'm not here for it. No, it's really crazy. I think there's like a few cool things that pe- like uses for it. Actually, there's probably a lot of like good uses for it, but I think there are a lot of nefarious ones. I've been seeing a lot of like um, cyber scams. Like I saw this woman who um, she got a call like from her daughter saying help, like you know <gasps> that she was like being kidnapped and like oh ransom. Like it's really fucking scary. No, I'm not into it. I think the the n- pr- n- cons outweigh the pros. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm just skeptical of everything I see. Yeah, no, but I also think that like some of the AI stuff that I've seen is like cr- like crappy. Like I've heard people like use my voice for AI. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like me. 100%. No, no, for sure. Um, I saw this TikTok of a guy like going up to people on the street asking them what they do for a living and if they think their jobs could be replaced by AI. And like pretty much every single person's could. I was thinking that today. Do you think? Our job could be replaced by AI. No. We're so unpredictable. We're so unpredictable and our job is inherently creative Mm -hmm. that, no, I don't. No, but creative things can be replaced by AI. They're making like AI Van Goghs and they look like Van Gogh. Yeah, that's true. Or like Picasso. No, but like our, like why our jobs are our jobs is because we are who we are. Do you know what that, like. Do you think AI could become us? They could study us long enough and hard yes yes they could I, I don't think I would love to watch an, an AI episode of the toast sit back relax enjoy I actually would too <laughs> to be able to finally watch it as like a spectator yeah and see what they think I would like what would I say you know I'm so unpredictable though it just really depends on how I woke up like how I slept that night you know am I in yeah. a good mood am I in a bad but mood but AI would would start to study those things and they would know it's turn it's turn it is really turn so anyways, I guess that first trailer was AI that you saw. I don't know what it was, but they, that's what caused them to drop the, the real one. Okay, well, in the teaser for the season 10 finale of Vanderpump Rules, which was filmed shortly after Scandaval leaked, um, the Ariana and Tom have a heated confrontation with Tom telling Ariana, me and Raquel became like really good friends. She's screaming at him, I don't give a fuck about, your fucking, about fucking Raquel. Your friendship is fucking bullshit. Um... Sheena's crying. Yep. Everyone's there. It's crazy how the tone of it, which I didn't expect, is like Tom Sandoval like trying to explain, explain. himself. Not like grovel. Yeah. She but says, narcissists, gonna narcissist. She said, I regret ever loving you. Obsessed. They definitely like cut stuff, right? Like I feel like we got to Sandoval like quickly. No, I don't think they the cut The finale's stuff. next week. No, it is. Yeah. And the reunion is like end of May. We're like almost there. Okay, no, I don't think they cut stuff we've been watching for a long time. I know, I just felt like there was going to be so much irrelevant stuff, and it's like actually not, and there weirdly are like traces no, of Scandaval. it's all about like the lead up to this, which is why I feel like when Scandaval broke, everyone was like, it was the craziest idea ever, but it wasn't like to that. To them, it wasn't. Like they, there were weird the things Abby. happening. But I do think the fact, like it, there's one thing to be like you behaved inappropriately and another thing to be like you it's had a, a fucking six-month affair. affair. yeah. But see, wait, no, it does feel like things have cut because we just had Sheena's wedding and that was in August. And then I regretted ever loving you was seven months later. 
But they weren't filming the entire time. They cameras went back up when Scandal broke. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't wait. It does feel like it's coming to like a natural end. Oh, it feels quick for me. I'm like, they oh good, they cut some dumb stuff out. We're enjoying. Yeah. But they said over and over again they weren't editing the season. Yeah, well, they didn't need to now that we know what we've seen. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, there was traces of Scandaval. Yeah. And the trailer looks really good. Obviously, there was a big lead up, and it's Kristen Doty. And I just have to say, Kristen Doty is a queen, and I'm sure her just hatred for Tom outweighs anything, but, like, it really is important to not forget, like, how Tom and Ariana started. I do forget, like, because I think Ariana is, like, such a great gal, I, and I really feel like it was really just like one kiss at the Golden Nugget. I like don't see, see it as like a cheating situation, but like I'm wrong for that. Yeah, no, and it was never, they never admitted that they cheated, but like Kristen was convinced and everything Kristen like was called crazy for ended up like being true. So, but I knew that already because Tom is horrible. Right, right. So it's like, was it really this big affair or was it, they said their timeline was totally kosher. I think there was a kiss and there was definitely like an emotional affair and like a really deep friendship and he was kind of like waiting to date her and right. she was waiting to date him. But to me, like comparing Tom and Ariana's origin to Tom and Raquel, like it's apples and oranges. Okay. That's how I feel. That's how Sue sees it. Yeah. But I could be wrong for that. Well, if Sue sees it that way, then I choose to see it that way. Yeah. Um. So Kristen is is filming. It's very exciting for OG Vanderpump Rules fan. I don't think we ever thought we were going to see her on TV again. Yeah. Suck a dick, Diana. Suck a dick. I well, it's wait. on tonight. But that, that trailer is not tonight. No. I think it's next week. No, but tonight is going to be good too. They like go on a camping trip. There's all the fallout from like, um, I actually watched so many, there were so many clips that dropped of what's going to happen tonight. They've been doing this thing, Bravo, where on social media, they release the first seven minutes of a highly anticipated episode to like create hype. And it's actually really smart. Oh, I didn't know that's what was happening. Yeah, like the first seven minutes for the last like, I just, couple like, keep episodes. I like one minute clips, like seven of them. And I'm like, yeah. I feel like I watched the episode. Right. But it's like Lisa and Ken in their house telling Katie that Raquel slept at Tom's. Right. Then they go on this camping trip. You see Tom try and lie about mm-hmm. Raquel having slept there. But Raquel's already told people because like, I guess nothing really happened that time. So right. she didn't like, she's. Have anything to hide. She's also like a lot. I mean, she actually winds up being a liar because she had a six month affair. But like whenever she's asked a question, like she's just ant- like. Right. So far on the show. Do right. you know what I mean? It's like her naivete just answering honestly. Yeah. Like not seeing how bad it makes her look. Right. She doesn't like think to lie except about, you know, having an affair. And then I think, uh, what was it? Someone said on Watch What Happens Live, like at one point in this season, like Ariana like goes to Raquel and they have a conversation. About, about how, how like Ariana's worried about her relationship with Tom and, and she, she just th- confides and she in. she thinks he's cheating on her. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just confides in And Raquel, Raquel. sits there. Stone-faced. That's like true, like mentally psychotic shit. Yeah. So we're getting there. We're getting there. It's very exciting. It feels rewarding. I felt like it would feel like this endless journey of like watching irrelevant stuff until we got to Scandal. No. But honestly, the season, I have no bad things to say. It's really, every episode has been amazing. And honestly, I just caught up on the plane because last week I didn't get to recap it um, on the satchel of it all. And I'm satchel. obsessed with it. That's Margot's new name. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is his name satchel? satchel? I'm obsessed with Family Falame. It's so weird. He looks 11. He looks like a kid I went to NYU with. I'm obsessed. Like, I didn't think anything could, like, make me more excited than, like, Scandival, but Satchel. Satchel greater than Scandival. Satchel is every... I could watch the two of them for an eternity. Like, (laughs) 
when she said she was dating this younger guy, like I just never expected him to look like that. And they're literally perfect for each other. They have to get married. The Satch. The Satch. And I can't wait to like see what he brings to the show if they really like become like an I hope he brings a satchel. He, oh, he better bring a satchel. I'm obsessed. <laughs> And like the hair parted down the middle. It's just, it's too much. It's like you. That's like your hair. Okay. Don't be rude. <laughs> don't be fucking rude. You're wearing your hair down the middle too, bitch. It's true. But like you're committed to the middle part life. Okay. And you and Satchel have that in common. Shut the fuck up. You're such a bitch. <laughs> I literally didn't even say anything. I say that you wear a middle part like Satchel. <laughs> move on. Like just move on before you really hurt me. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yes, I am. Because we have to dive into Dear Toasters. Oh, yeah, we do. And this is just, you know, our funny... Our funny human interest story of the day. A concert goer at the LA Philharmonic performance reportedly had a loud and full body orgasm during a performance performance of Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. It's what Tchaikovsky would have wanted. It is. And the music is like really stunning. You know, there are like such freaks like that who are so into art. Like they literally could give himself an orgasm from just like a symphony. I totally believe this. Yeah. Multiple attendees at Walt Disney Concert Hall reported hearing a moaning noise at one point during the performance. Uh, it felt like there was a gasp in the audience and rather a lovely expression of somebody who was so transported that it had some kind of effect on them. A fellow concert goer described the moment as quite beautiful when speaking with the LA Times. Yeah, I happen to think like public displays of like sex and intimacy are disgusting, but like something about this is so beautiful. Like I don't, I think I would start to orgasm with her. I'm like, yes, queen. Like I don't find this gross at all. No, I, well, I just read a quote that was like a little creepy. I saw the girl after it happened. I assumed that she had an orgasm because she was heavily breathing and her partner was smiling and looking at her. Okay, don't make it disgusting. Like it was a nice story until like, it was obviously, a nice story she, obviously this honestly, girl got finger banged in the back like her man no but that's until I read that quote I thought it was like the music over me too um, and I feel like people don't have really an appreciation for classical music these days so and, I, and I, I really am grateful that like this woman to hear that somebody was brought to a climax literally <laughs> because of beautiful. her deep appreciation for Tchaikovsky but the person with boots on the ground ruined it just being like it was like two disgusting people like fingering each other in the back I didn't think it was that maybe like he could have been smiling and not have had anything to do with it. Maybe he was just like, maybe he also had an orgasm. Maybe they're two like classical music aficionados. But he, they would have reported on his, on his, I guess, um, sounds. What is like a f- performance that you would go to that would move you so deeply that bring you to a climax? Because mine would be Taylor playing Peace, oh, May 6th in Nashville. <laughs> And that's why she won't play it. Yeah, of course. What would yours like, be? There's like, going to be kids there. I'll be in a suite, so I'll, I'll be in the privacy. Um, what would mine be? Like Kelly Clarkson? Yeah, maybe like... Hmm, maybe like... Okay, I have another one of what mine would be. If I had been in the audience when Kelly Clarkson performed Piece by Piece on American oh, Idol... I would have been brought to tears <laughs> and climax that as well. That's another thing I would have... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um Anyways. do you have an answer or no 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 i honestly i don't That's but fine. i'm happy for the la philharmonic that they're in the headlines it's yeah. a great reminder you know donate to your local philharmonic and you know check out classical music yeah and, like it's nice stuff and who knows what could happen for you if you go i sneeze on it it's true bless you yeah i think it's actually really good press for like when was the last time you supported the arts in that way like at a philharmonic or something 
Mm. Not recently, because like with COVID and everything, you know. Oh, blaming it's COVID. Been a while. <laughs> no, there were a few things that I wanted to see, but then, you know, didn't COVID. happen. COVID. Right. What can I say? It's not your fault. It's not my fault. Um, but you know what is your fault? Nothing. True. Uh, I was looking for a segue. So speaking of segues. But other people who are at fault. Are some people who Potentially. Wrote, wrote into Dear Toasters. So Dear Toasters, our weekly advice segment every Wednesday, we try and help the girlies out. You can write into deartoasters at gmail.com to get something off your chest. If you've written something in and you haven't been heard, either your uh, quandary isn't interesting or most likely it's too long. So maybe you want to rewrite it and just like give us just the need to know basics. We can't be reading, you know, McGillas. Again, that's deartoasters at gmail.com and Dear Toasters is brought to you by The Farmer's Dog. When you look at bags of dog food, all you see is pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks, right? But you open it up and you're getting burnt, smelly little pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. And that's why the farmer's dog was created. It is real food. You are feeding your dog the farmer's dog. It is fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies that is gently cooked in human-grade kitchens. And they are preserving the nutritional value of the food. Theo has been on the farmer's dog. There are so many benefits to, of course, like the inside stuff, you know, their bodies being healthier. But some of the things I've actually noticed is a, a huge difference in Theo's breath. Oh my God, Theo's breath can be so bad sometimes. But feeding him like actual food, his breath is so much better. His coat is so shiny. He just has more energy. And it feels good to know like I'm I'm taking the time to prepare a meal for Theo, like one that he deserves, you know? Yeah. So the meals are pre-portioned. They, arrived in re they arrive in ready-to-serve packs. They're conveniently delivered on your schedule. And dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. If you've been wanting to to make the switch the farmer's dog is a brand we highly recommend and you can get 50% off your first box of fresh healthy food when you go to the farmersdog.com slash toast you'll also get free shipping when you go to the farmersdog.com slash toast again that's the farmersdog.com slash toast for 50% off your first box and free shipping and you can feel good knowing like you're giving your strice bro a healthy delicious meal that they deserve and then you don't have to smell their smelly breath anymore which is always great win-win it's a win-win for dogs for it's a win-win for strice bros and strice bro mothers strice mothers strice metherin metherin all right are you ready for dear toasters yeah hello jackson turd my boyfriend, a total pjom, just moved into my house a few months ago. We've been together for two years, and I think we'll be getting engaged very soon. He was in the shower tonight, and I went into his man cave to snoop to see if he has my engagement ring yet. I should not have done this, but ended. <clears throat> I shouldn't have done this, but I ended up peeking into his briefcase to see if it was in there. To my shock, I found a bottle of pills labeled sildenafil citrates, which is a generic brand of Viagra. I was crushed that he was not honest with me, and now I'm feeling like the recent spiciness of our sex life has all been a lie. What are the next steps here? I'm not sure how to react, but I'm feeling very hurt. Any advice that is, is appreciated. Love you, girls. A toaster with a metaphorically flaccid wiener. I don't know. Evidence that you found illegally is inadmissible. Facts. I'm also feeling like maybe, maybe just take the win here. You know, like, yeah, it wasn't great that he wasn't honest, but like it's humiliating, I guess. And it's like, at least you're getting dicked down. Like, just enjoy it, you know? Yeah, but like if you Why are going to have, question everything. No, if you're going to have a future with someone, like you need to know what medications they're on, right? No, I know. For sure. For sure. But it's like, is this one so bad? You know? No, it's not about it's a bad medication or it's a good medication, but I think that there should be transparency. No, there should. And I'm not saying this is right. No, I don't think this is like a this is a horrible deal breaker, like whatever. You just need to find a way to like spill open his briefcase in the living room and say, hey, what's this? Yeah. But I think in, until you do that, just like enjoy the ride, literally. You'd be like the lady at the Philharmonic. Like at least you're benefiting from his lie. Yeah. She said there's been a spiciness. And all, oh, I guess he, it was under his name. So you can't be like, maybe he was picking them up for right, his dad. Right, 
Right. I don't know. I heard like Viagra could be tr- used to treat COVID. I did hear that too. <laughs> Maybe he's just suffering from long COVID or something. It's happening to millions of people. You Americans. have to find a way to spill the briefcase. Yeah. Spill the briefcase. And so you guys can have a conversation about it. You need to like. I don't know. I'm like not that annoyed. I can't explain. I'm not annoyed, but I would want answers. Yes, hypothetically, I would want answers too. But like if I'm the recipient of the benefit of this drug, what could be bad? It's not like he's taking spermicide, you know? No, but it's not bad. It's just... Dishonest. It's it's just... Like you just have to have information about your partner. For sure. For sure. Especially two years. It's not like it's a new relationship. Like those things take time. But like you're talking about getting engaged. Like if he has... An issue. ED or something. Like, that's something that you would want to know about. And I think that that's totally fine. Yeah, but it's also understandable why he didn't share it. It's, like, humiliating. No, I'm not mad that he hasn't shared it yet. But now my focus is to get him to share in a legal way and not saying that you snooped. I'm trying to help you. But you could always just be like, hey, I fucking snooped. I know. It's like... But then it's like, okay, sure, maybe I take Viagra, but like you're uh, mistrusting. No, and then like if he ever wants to hide something from you again, like he's going to have to like hide it better and then you won't find it. That's why you have to just find a way to, to bring to it To organically up. like find the, the, the bottle. Yeah. Be like, hey babe, I'm just putting the sandwich in your briefcase for lunch. I'm putting the sandwich in your briefcase for lunch. Or like, hey, I bought an extra, you know, sub from Jimmy John's. Let me throw it in your briefcase. Mm-hmm. What's this? I got these... Um, Perfect snack bars. Yeah. Uh, my favorite podcast was talking about them. I right. think you would love it as a snack at work. I love that. Yeah. That's, that's the one. That's the one. Um, all right. Next up. Good morning, Jackson Turney. I'm in need of advice. My boyfriend and I moved across the country this month and moved from a one-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom home. Obviously, we're in need of a lot of things to furnish our new home. So far, I have bought everything and it's getting really pricey. I brought up to my boyfriend that I would like help buying things for our home, but he has yet to help me or give me any money. Am I wrong for asking him to help financially? I appreciate any advice on how I should handle this. No, you're not wrong for asking. Like, two people, like it's a dual-income home. Yeah, I know, but it's just frustrating because it's like if if like she doesn't pay for stuff and he's not going to, then nothing will be bought. Right, because he'll live in a house with empty furniture. Right. It means and nothing he would, to him. He, it's not like a punishment for him. It's right. like if he wanted it, he would work with you to go and get it. I would just get really organized. Like start a spreadsheet, a checklist, send invoices. Like this is a, it's not like you're picking up lunch. Like furniture is fucking, it's thousands of dollars. And also I feel like you need to find a way to, like there are some things that you guys have to have, right? You have to have a couch. A TV. A TV, a dining table. So like make sure he pays for those things so that you can pay for this potted pant. Right, pant. right. This potpourri bowl. Right. This sconce. This down comforter. Things that he will not pay for because he doesn't think that you need. Right, but like he needs a place to sit and eat his dinner. He needs a place to watch the game. He needs a TV and to watch the game on. Right. So I think that that's a, the best way and your only way of getting him to help out financially. It's like things that you have to have. But just know like in no way, shape or form are you like irrational or asking no. for too much. Like this is a basic human necessity and like don't feel shy about it. Like ask, get the money. Yeah. Get the card. Just get, take a picture of his but credit card. It'll just be like an easier sell if you're like, we need a, a, a reclining chair. Right. Not, we need. Um, this feather duster. This feather duster. Yeah. Or this ottoman. Yeah, exactly. No, but an ottoman is a basic human right. Like to put your feet up. Listen, you got to talk. You have to you think like a man. Yeah. You got to act like a woman. But think like a man. Those were probably my favorite movies of all time. The Steve Harvey ones. Oh, yeah. I love those movies. They're so good. The second one wasn't great, but the first was so good. Okay. Third and final. Okay. What do you got for us? 
Hey, Jackson Claude. My boyfriend and I have recently started looking into engagement rings after a few years of dating and living together. The other day, after we spent some time looking at vintage rings, he told me that his mom actually already bought the diamond that he would use for the ring. I had never heard of anything like that, so he explained further that she bought him and his siblings each diamonds when they were born to use for their engagement. Now, maybe I'd be okay wearing some mother of the groom purchase ring, but her and I are not very close, and she's always seemed strangely jealous that I'm dating her son. I just find it a little weird. Have you heard of this with the diamond purchasing at birth? Apparently, it's a thing in super wealthy families which I had never heard of. Anyway, I told my boyfriend I'd rather this just be between the two of us, but he told me that he feels a little weird not using the diamond and he isn't sure how he'd tell his mom that he wants to choose one just us. Should I just get over it and use the diamond even though I wanted a vintage ring or is this a little odd? One, take the diamond and yeah, of run. of course. You could reset it into a vintage setting. Yeah. Run with the diamond. It's two, definitely weird. I've like, never heard of this in birth. my fucking life. And what's so crazy <laughs> is like when you give birth, like the first thing you're thinking of is your son's eventual partner that's actually like as a mama a boy mom that's the last thing we're thinking of you know it's it's like that's the we're dreading it's definitely weird it's not a thing i know there are of course diamonds that are passed down like your grandmother's like i i know that i never heard of this shit this is fucking weird i've never heard of this in my life maybe it's a thing common if you've heard of this but like i why when you're you give birth to someone you, your first thing to, to do is get a gift for their eventual partner who's going to take them away from you no it's giving some sort of like hamlet type shit like something's weird it's giving an oedipus moment but take the diamond yeah and save course. his money and he'll help you buy furniture yeah of course no no like never turn down a free diamond like and reset it however you like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and it's she just, said, she's, she keeps she saying diamond. She's not yeah, it's saying not a ring. ring. It's just a, a stone. Right. So you could get a vintage band. Yeah, but like the stone, I guess, wouldn't be vintage. Who gives a shit? No, one thing about it's engagement. Vintage. She bought it thirty years ago. No, one, so true. By the way. <laughs> One thing about engagement rings is like when you're like buying them and, and designing them, it's like the most important thing in the world. And then it really is just a piece of jewelry that you love and associate with your husband. Like it's not. Okay, but you're not going to take away the importance of like an engagement ring to someone who is currently getting engaged. No, I just want to let you know, this isn't going to be something you're thinking about in 10 years being like, I wish I got that vintage. You're going to love it because it's like a symbol of your love. And it just freed up a couple G's for your man. Yeah, it sounds like you, also you're marrying into a wealthy family. So I would just behave, you know. You want more diamonds? <laughs> Fucking behave and take the ring, bitch, and shut up. Yeah, no, like someone's offering you a free diamond. I don't see the problem. I'm seeing... Solutions I'm, abound. Yeah. I'm seeing, you know, we could possibly repurpose these finances to maybe put a down uh, deposit on a home or a car. I'm seeing freedom. A Tesla. A I'm Tesla. seeing a Tesla. Yeah, I, my advice is shut up, take the ring, behave. Get the Tesla. Sure. Or whatever, or a truck. I don't know where you'd like, what, what, do you, what are your needs? Now you get to explore those because you got a ring. Thank you to everyone who wrote into Dear Toasters. Again, that was deartoasters at gmail.com, our advice segment for the week. Tomorrow's episode, we are in studio. What? I'm just laughing at the segment. Oh, you're just laughing at how funny we are? AI could never. (laughs) They wouldn't. No, I think they would expect me to like laugh a few seconds after it's over. No, but they would never be able to give like such good advice. No, because they haven't lived. And that's the thing. Because we're a really unique blend of like, old conservative grandma but like we're also young hip girls like we know these are modern times and things change times change but there are universal truths right and those, some that of those, are eternal some of those universal truths like came from your bubby who lived in a shuttle like she could never imagine life as we know it now but the principles are they're the same it's the same yeah and she would take the diamond and run so she, and she would fucking behave Today's episode is over. It is. Tomorrow's episode is in studio. And then Friday's episode is podcast only because I'm headed to Nashville to hopefully hear Taylor sing peace and perhaps have an orgasm. (laughs) 
So thank you so much to everyone who are listening to the toast. To, uh, you want to do it? I'm not feeling yeah, it. Yeah, but I don't do it like you. Is that okay? I guess. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Toast, the best podcast you've ever heard. And AI could fucking never ever. deliver ever. these lines of comedy genius. And truth. If you like us, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash toast, so you never have to go without Jackson Turd again. And we shall see you tomorrow. Now you say. Love ya. Bye.